ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this podcast, what I'm going to talk about is an apartment. Check that. The first apartment. The first crib that you got on your own. Um, how I came to this topic, I was just chilling the other day, minding my own business, and somebody, you know, retweeted a tweet into my timeline. And the tweet said, how much was your rent in your first apartment on your own? And I couldn't help but laugh. Right. (laughs) Because it just took me back to when I bought my first or I shouldn't say bought when I rented my first apartment. Um, My story is a little bit different because uh, I didn't initially like the first apartment that I got wasn't one that I rented by myself. Um, When I was in college uh, at South Carolina State University, uh, I lived in a dorm. I played football. up until when was that the semester before I was about to graduate moved off campus had a brand new apartment off campus Uh, I did not live alone at that particular time I lived with my then girlfriend a girl by the name of Sharice Um, more on her later (laughs) so uh, we lived in an apartment together and um You know, so it wasn't like, you know, that was my first apartment by myself because technically I wasn't by myself. I was living with my girl. And so I graduate from South Carolina State in 1996, December of 1996. Right. So I stay in Orangeburg where South Carolina State is and stay at the apartment. Sharice and I still living together the whole nine. And so I decided to move to the city of Atlanta. Uh, so I hit up my boy, Jay Fresh, who childhood friend, Jay Fresh had just graduated from Coastal Carolina University and he had moved back home. Jay Fresh and I lived around a corner from each other back home in our hometown of Florence, South Carolina. The difference was, was that after graduation, Jay Fresh went back home. I stayed in Orangeburg, but I wasn't planning to stay in Orangeburg long. It was either move to Atlanta or go to grad school. And so I stayed in Orangeburg until the summer of 97 and then Jay Fresh and I came up with this crazy idea <laughs> to the to move to Atlanta and we did and so we moved to Atlanta um and it maybe one day I'll come back on and talk about <laughs> how we look for an apartment we ended up getting a townhouse together in a uh, northern suburb of Marietta and so it was nice and me and Jay Fresh lived together for a year and after the lease was up, like we just kind of decided to go different directions. And it wasn't because we weren't cool or anything like that. Cause that's my man. Like, again, I've known Jay fresh since we were six years old. So we've been friends. This is one of my boys. And so it wasn't like we couldn't live together. We were mad at each other, anything like that. But he was cool staying on that side of the city. Meanwhile, I had just taken a job on the other side of the city, on the east side of the city and just driving 
from Marietta to uh, Decatur was just like, it was just, yeah, I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> Not every day. Um, so I was moving from, I made a decision to move from the uh, then, <laughs> then white suburbs of Atlanta to the, uh, the newer black suburb of Decatur. Um, and I can't really say it was new cause it was the section where I was moving wasn't new at all, but you'll get my point. But, um, so I decided to move to, uh, Decatur, uh, in this. So this would have been the summer of 98 cause Jay Fresh and I lived together for a year and I was excited. I was gung ho because one, we had been in Atlanta for a year, um, even though I really didn't know a lot of people at the time, uh, Atlanta felt like home and the city was bubbling. And I mean, we were Jay fresh and I were, <laughs> we were always going to clubs and parties and stuff like that. So, you know, we didn't, we were young. We didn't have any responsibilities, young pocket full of money. What could go wrong? Right. <laughs> so still enjoying the, the, the newness of being, you know, in Atlanta and Atlanta 98 isn't the same city that it was or that it is currently now. Um, I wish I had the time to talk about old Atlanta versus new Atlanta. In fact, that might be a podcast down, <laughs> down the road. Um, so anyway, so I decide to move to Decatur because Decatur is where it's greater. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Decatur was the spot. Decatur was black suburb and, you were literally five, 10 minutes from downtown. Um, a lot of stuff you could get, get into things were always popping in Decatur. And I really wasn't familiar with Decatur that much, but I was like, you know, what the hell? It won't take me anything to find a place to live. So, uh, (laughs) after looking around, I came up on this spot and Looking back on it now, you know, I probably shouldn't have, you know, even considered the place. But what happened was I was <laughs> I was driving down the street and I saw the advertisement for, you know, that they had apartments for rent and they had like a lot of balloons out front because the apartment complex, you couldn't see it from the, the road. And in the street that it was that the apartments were on was um, a street called Candler Road very very popular road in the city of Decatur um so it's on Candler and it's literally there's a I guess the best way I can describe it from the apartments you go maybe about once you get out of the apartment um, driveway if you will or moving out of that area uh you go about 10 feet you cross over Interstate 20 and then there's South DeKalb Mall now, South Cab Mall is a mall that you probably want to go to if you want to get, you know, the flyest hairdo or you want to get the dopest sneakers. Uh, not exactly a place where you want to go get a dress shirt from or a belt. <laughs> but if you wanted some fresh Air Force Ones, they had you and the food court was always jamming. Um, so it was that kind of mall, right? So I guess what I can kind of tell you if you haven't figured it out this apartment was in the hood not the rap hood but the hood hood but 
here's the thing. The rent was four twenty five. <laughs> four twenty five for rent. And you know, I wasn't balling or anything back then, but you know, I had a couple coins, so like four twenty five was like nothing. Like I mean, once I paid my rent, I still had mad money left over and you know, I was able to stack, you know, a couple of grand. So it was like I was happy. I was like, okay, this is dope. And so they had the balloon, so that got my attention. So I, I went into the place or whatever. And <laughs> I don't I'm gonna be honest with y'all, it didn't look that bad to me. Like it looked like a pretty decent spot, right? And so talked to the lady. She showed me a couple of apartments and I was like, no, no. And she was showing me this other one. She was like, and it was on a corner. And I was like, yo, this is dope. And w- like where I could park my car, there was a screen door where I could actually go into like a sliding glass screen door if I wanted to, or I could walk around or whatever the case was. And so I was cool. So I was like, all right, bet 425, I'm in. And so I signed, <laughs> I signed a lease for a one bedroom. Um, you know, for 425. And okay. I guess the best thing I can, I could do is describe what this place looked like. All right, so when you walk in, boom, right? When you walk in, you're walking in cuz this is a relatively small. I think I think it was 500 square feet, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um but you walk in and when you walk in, you're in the living room. There's a little, um, (laughs) I was going to say chandelier, but (laughs) I know damn well it wasn't no chandelier. There was a light that hung down like a chandelier, like when you walk in. And so you're, you're immediately in the living room and then to the right is the kitchen. Now, let me tell you about the kitchen. I wasn't thrilled about the kitchen because there was a door that separated the kitchen from the living room. And it wasn't just a typical door. It was one of those doors that swung. You know what I mean? Like, so you push it and it swings open. It wasn't like, and I, I honestly, I, in my house that I grew up in, there was no doors leading to the kitchen. And so I, and I'd only been, I, I, I couldn't think of anybody's house that I'd been to that had a door or even worse, a swinging door that led to the kitchen. So that was a really big turnoff me as far as the kitchen was concerned because I didn't want a door to swing open a swing club I mean, of course it's just me in the house but or in the apartment but still um and the kitchen was relatively small like <laughs> okay like I'm not like I'm, I'm five seven right so but I have I guess decent long arms I guess nice wingspan for somebody that's five seven my arms are longer than you know I guess it would be for average person that's five seven but anyway just what I'm saying is like I could literally stretch my arms out I could stand in the middle of the kitchen stretch my arms out and touch one wall with my left left hand and almost touch the wall with my right hand so the so the kitchen wasn't big First, you had the swinging door and then you had, you know, the mad small kitchen. It was big enough. It had a refrigerator in there. Of course, a kitchen sink and, you know, stove and whatnot. OK, so that's the kitchen. You come out of the kitchen, you're back into the li- living room 
and well, you're in the dining room and then you move over a little bit and you're into the living room, which living room, which was where I put my uh, couch. <laughs> I got me a couch. Man, this couch was so cool, man. I had so many nice naps on this couch. I got me a couch for $10 at Goodwill. $10 at the Goodwill. And so, like, I had the couch, had a little coffee table, and then I set up my little TV, and, uh, in, in, you know, right there in the living room. So I, I had, you know, everything that I needed right there. So it wasn't, it wasn't really big, but, you know, it was me. And then so you, when you walk out of the, <laughs> out of the living room, uh, there's a really small hallway that's about two feet. And to the left is the bedroom. And you had a uh, a closet in the bedroom. I, I think, yeah, it was one closet. Maybe might might have been two closets in the bedroom. And then um, to the right of the hallway, there was uh, obviously the bathroom, um, t- tub and shower. And so, and toilet. <laughs> yeah, had a toilet. And so, yeah, so that was the place. So it was mad small, but it was home. And again, I'm young, I'm impressionable. I really don't know that I'm living in the hood because it didn't really feel like the hood, but it was like hood adjacent. Like it was just like, it wasn't what you would probably want to live in right now. Um, I'll give an example. Like (laughs) there was a, uh, security um security gate or whatever so when you pull up like let's say if you're coming to see me you pull up you'd have to hit the little thing and then it goes up to my name and it says 12 kyle and you know you have to buzz and i have to ring you in basically and there was a security i guess an arm um that comes down and opens up and comes down and open up well that arm because people would try to drive in behind other people that arm would get broken like every weekend or sometimes randomly people would call you, you know, they would just like, let's say you come in to see Reggie, but Reggie's not answering. So you hit 12 Kyle on the little thing and you're like, Hey man, Hey man, open up the gate like that. And it's like, no, don't call me if I'm not, <laughs> if you're not coming to see me, I'm not opening no gate. I don't know who you are. So it was a little hood stuff like that. Um, they had a laundromat, which was in the next building over and the laundromat was cool. Um, you know, it was typical. Um, I can't remember anything where the, where the, um, where, where the stuff didn't work. It was always working. Um, they had a park, uh, in the apartment complex, uh, where kids would play. They had a pool that was never cleaned. Um, I just always remember seeing the water green. I, I don't really remember it being blue. Uh, I can only remember a couple of times seeing people swimming in it. Um, it was a nice size apartment complex, but it was, you know, it was, <laughs> it was hood. It was hood. It was hood as hell. But it was, if, if and I, I guess even in saying all of that, it still felt like home, right? And then above me, the guy who lived above me was this cat named Amos. Shout out to Amos if you're still listening. I, I know you got to be out there listening. My man Amos. Amos was cooler than a fan. Amos 
at the time probably was in his mid 50s uh amos told me that he had lived in that particular apartment complex for 25 years and at the time amos was uh he worked at the gm plant that was here general motors plant um general motors plant shut down i don't know 15 years ago i guess but at the time you know that i worked that, that i lived there he he worked at gm and so he worked like the night shift so when i would be going to work in the morning he would be coming home and <laughs> amos was always coming anytime i saw amos coming in the morning he had he stopped by the store on his way in and he'd have deuce deuce of um old english 800 <laughs> malt liquor but Amos was cool, man. He was always speaking. He would always talk to me. He was a huge Braves fan. Um, and Amos, you know, uh, I think Amos had some kids who were adults at the time. But uh, according to him, um, <laughs> according to him, he was a ladies man. And I found that to be very interesting because, like, Amos was missing about five teeth. <laughs> he was missing about five or six teeth out of the top of his mouth, between the top and the bottom of his mouth. But he would always laugh and smile with you and everything like that. I mean, he didn't have any partials or anything or any fake teeth. He just, his teeth were just gone, you know, and he was a, a ladies man. Um, and he would tell me like, he was like, hey, man, boy, I did some push-ups last night. Boy, I was pushing up. I was pushing up. And just to let you know, like, push-up means, like, he had sex. Like, he was doing, they were, he was doing push-ups on the girl. <laughs> so I couldn't figure out in the, for the life of me whether or not he was telling the truth or not until one night I actually saw two young ladies leaving his apartment. And they were, you know, in their mid-20s. And I'm like, how in the hell are these two young women, women who probably should have been dating me or dating me or my friends, you know, going to see Amos with no teeth in his mouth. But, <laughs> but, you know, I figured it out. I figured, you know, Amos probably given the fact that he worked at GM, he probably made a good bit of money. Um, he didn't put his money into teeth or, car for that matter because he had like a you know like a 79 Oldsmobile and it was you know it made a lot of noise coming around the corner but you know Amos was cool he just he did his thing but the, the cool part about Amos was that Amos always told me like he's like you know hey man he's a hey, young buck he's always coming young hey young buck let me know if you're going out of town man I'll watch your place I'll make sure ain't nobody gonna mess with your stuff and so I always felt comfortable because like even though Amos you know he was always drinking and always watching <laughs> watching the Braves games, uh, he would, um, you know, he, he knew what was going on in the neighborhood. So you wasn't going to sneak in or break into somebody's stuff. Any Anytime something was going, if anybody suspicious was walking around, Amos would see him. But, um, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed the apartment and I really enjoyed Amos. Um, but, you know, things change. Uh <laughs> 
I couldn't live the bachelor life in that particular apartment, but for so long. Um, again, while it was comfortable for me, uh, you know, life changes. I, I had a situation where um, the girl that I mentioned, Sharice, uh, we were still dating and she graduated from college. She graduated from South Carolina State University and then she moved to Atlanta. And when she moved, she moved in with me. And not long after that, we became parents for the first time on August 9th, 1999. And what I realized was that that one bedroom apartment on Candler Road probably wasn't conducive for a woman and my infant son. Um, <laughs> it just wasn't. Uh, I distinctly remember uh, the 4th of July. And I just remember hearing mad gunshots. I mean, at first I thought it was, uh, you know, fireworks. But, you know, nobody shoots fireworks at, you know, 2 a.m. It was like Uzi's. And while it wasn't close by, it was just like disturbing enough to the point where I'm like, I don't think I can live here with that. Um, yeah, it just it it seemed like the longer that I stayed there, and I was only there a year, but it seemed like over time, the, the longer that I stayed, the worse things kind of got. The apartment was cool. I didn't have any issues. The only I think one time the hot water heater went out and they came and they replaced it. Um and they did it relatively quickly. Uh, I did have one scare. One day I went to work and Sharice was pregnant at the time. And it was a real bad, we had a real bad storm. And I just, I remember coming home and I remember seeing like 10 fire trucks passing. And as I turned into the apartment complex, I realized that the fire trucks were going into the apartment complex. Well, Sharice was at the house at the time and my worst fears was that, okay, oh my gosh, you know, the house caught on fire and Sharice is in there and she was pregnant at the time with our son. And, but luckily she wasn't, but what happened was lightning actually struck the building behind our building and it caught on fire. And so I was just like, yeah, I mean, that's something that can happen, but I was just like, okay, yeah, we got to go. And I mean, she wasn't really too fond of the place. I don't think she hated the place, but I think she was just like, nah, bro. You have a woman, you have a child. We're not going to live here like this. And and to be honest, it went from having a, you know, your own bachelor pad where it's just you, 500 square feet, and then you add uh, your girl and your child. Um, that place got small real quick. And I'll give an example. Like we went to South Carolina to see my folks uh, for Dion's first Christmas. And I told my <laughs> I told my parents and my family, I said, hey, look, you know, it's his first Christmas. Don't get him anything. I mean, don't get him a whole bunch of stuff because he's not going to remember any of this stuff. And of course, you know, Dion, our oldest son, was he was the first grandchild. On, he's, he shouldn't say was he is the first grandchild on both sides. So they bought him a ton of shit, like to the point where when we were driving back from South Carolina, I could barely put all the stuff in the car and his car seat. So like 
And when we came back and we had to put all of that stuff in the apartment, like I couldn't, I couldn't fit all the stuff. Like there was no, like I literally ran out of room. He, he had Christmas stuff everywhere in the apartment. And so, um, I think we ended up moving out like right after Christmas, like that January, we went to another, went to, we went, went to another spot in Decatur and got a two bedroom apartment. Um, that was much bigger and better in a nicer neighborhood. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I had, it was, uh, it was, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't stay there. <laughs> it was my first crib and I paid 425 for rent. Um, you know, but I mean, I did have a couple of milestones there. We, we got engaged. Um, we got engaged there. Uh, I proposed on, uh, Y2K <laughs> December 31st, 1999. Uh, the joke is, is that I proposed because I thought the world was coming to an end, but that's not, the, that's not the case. But anyway, um, and you guys know the rest of the history, Sharice and I are still together, been married now 21 years. Uh, we have four beautiful children. Um, but yeah, that, that spot, man, that was, uh, it, it was, it was a dope spot, but over a period of time, things changed. And I went back to the spot and it looks like Beirut over there. Like, literally, most of the buildings are abandoned. Um, the ones that aren't abandoned are falling apart. Very few people live there. Um, the pool that I spoke of is condemned. Uh, the park that once was there um, is like, an anthill. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened to the park. Um, it's to the point where like, even like when you go into the rental office, like the rental office is the first place to first thing that you see when you come up inside the, the, uh, in, in the apartment complex, uh, the rental office does not appear to be functioning. It doesn't appear that anybody works in the rental office, but now that could be because of COVID, but I don't know. Um, there are streets in within the apartment complex that are cut off. So like the way that I would go to my old apartment, I can't go there. I have to kind of go around in a big circle. Um, and the streets are cut off because the streets no longer exist. Like the, the, the streets got torn up and kind of washed away or what have you. And they just didn't repair. I mean, like it, I'm surprised that people even live there. And, um, you know, while doing some, uh, research because I wanted to find a picture of the apartment and the picture that's the cover art that you see on here that is the actual picture of the apartment complex but there's a story that I found online about and this happened back in 2019 where about like a part of a building collapsed and fell on a balcony and almost hit some people and you know the apartment complex is gone to hell the name of it is uh, the park on Candler Apartments. You can Google it yourself. Uh, it's in Decatur, Georgia. Uh, I, honestly, I don't know how much the rent is now because <laughs> the rent was four twenty-five. They got to be charging like a hundred dollars for rent because it's it's not what it used to be, and it's bittersweet. And I, the last time I went there was earlier this summer, and um, you know, I went you know looking. I I was really looking for Amos to see. If, <laughs> See if Amos still lived out there. 
and I, I would imagine Amos is probably like in his shit. Amos might be in his mid seventies. I would guess. Yeah, he probably be in his mid to late seventies. Um, and who knows? He might have some new teeth, and he might still be pushing up. I don't know. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just I wanted to get on here and talk a little bit about my first crib. Uh, it was the apartment. Uh, place was called the Park on Clan- the Park on Candler. Uh, and it was located on Candler Road in Decatur, Georgia. Like I said, you could Google it. Um, you're not going to see much, you could, but you'll probably see that article, and there's a TV link to it uh, of the report that happened when the building collapsed. But it's sad. But, you know, back in 98, it was my shit. It was dope. And, I mean, for 425, can you really beat that? Um, do me a favor as you're listening to this podcast, if you're on social media, hit me up and let me know how much you paid for rent for your first spot. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. Thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast because from time to time we will drop bonus episodes on Sundays. That's going to do it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.